Welcome to the Social Code Podcast. I'm Lauren Crawford, full-time dance instructor and wellness coach. And I'm Leah, Lauren's go-to for all the crap that she doesn't want to deal with. You've tuned in today because you've entered the social dancing and you've realized that there's more to it than just skill level. And that, my lovelies, is why we started this podcast. We'll teach you how to navigate making friends, inevitable rejection, building confidence, avoiding awkward situations, all while being a little bit fun and cheeky. We'll also be talking about all things lifestyle, relationships, and social dancing. So let's get into it. One year later. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back. Hey. How has it been going? It's been going, you know. So exactly one year since everything shut down. That's crazy. 12 months, a calendar year. That's where we're at. So what we want to talk about with you is now what? Yeah. What's the, what's the norm? What's the new new? What is it? The answer to that question is everything's still a little bit the same. Yeah. But with that being said, things will start to open back up again here soon. And we want to talk about what that looks like and set expectations. Yep. Realistic expectations. Yes. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. So the first order of business is what are the expectations you can expect (laughs) from your instructor or for your instructor? Yes. Especially when everything's going, quote unquote, back to normal. What is back to normal? So I think that a lot of us are hoping and wanting things to just get back to normal. Like, I just can't wait till everything gets back to normal. When Unmasked, face-to-face, sweat, sweat don't be trading, <laughs> just sharing juices all around. Like, everybody We all have to say sharing juices. But it's a thing that happens. Oh. Yeah. Let, Looking we're gonna, back, we're, gonna we're okay keep that not having it. We're going to keep that in 2019. <laughs> That's right. We're past it. We're past it. <laughs> so, things to keep in mind is that it probably won't go back to how it was, and that's okay, and that actually, I anticipate that being a good thing. I do too, because we were kind of fighting for it to change a little bit as far as like... Hygiene. Hygiene purposes go, yeah. How much did we talk about it, and we wanted it to change. Yep. It's unfortunate it took a pandemic for it to change it and change how people viewed personal boundaries and sanitation and all of those things, and also having fair expectations of their instructor and and those things. But we're here now, and that's exciting because it's time to turn a new leaf. Yeah, I think that change is good, and I think that that's when growth happens. Yes. So expectations from different instructors could mean different things. So with that being said, um, you know, events may look a little bit different, so don't give a lot of pushback if it's not exactly how you – wanted or exactly how it was. Also, everybody has really changed over the past year. Yeah. Um, they've evolved in different ways. Uh, and we're going to talk about each of those ways too, whether it comes to different creativity outlets, um, what relationships look like, mental health aspects are. Um, for me personally, um, I had a baby. So I was pregnant during this whole shutdown pandemic period, and I have a baby now. So for me personally, back to normal is not going to be these constant events, 
back-to-back lessons, go, 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 private parties, like get-togethers and just like nonstop social. Yeah, me up everyone's ass. Yeah. Or being able... If you liked that, I'm sorry. (laughs) Or being able to be... Um, Everywhere. Yes, and have people have the easy access to you. Exactly, exactly. So knowing that, and that's just me. So from my own perspective of it, you know, I was a lot more flexible with even lessons. If somebody had to to cancel or reschedule or come late or early or whatever the case may be, where I know that I won't have that flexibility anymore. I won't just be able to pick up something and whip together an event real quick, like it's going to take a lot of planning um, and probably won't be as frequent. Um, I know for other instructors, not that I want to speak for anybody, but I know for other instructors, they have different circumstances at home. They have incorporated different jobs now. They've realized, oh, shit, I can't just be an instructor full-time all the time and have no backup because they really struggled and they had to pick up other jobs and other careers and moving forward, they can't just make their whole life about dancing. Even if they still want to, there's now this level and this realization of, okay, I need to be able to wear different hats. Yes. I have seen, um, you know, instructors that are, were very big into having that face-to-face connection with their students and with their dancers that are now very much focusing on online teaching and online instructing and, it might stay and that groups. Way. Yeah. And I don't see their following or their groups get kind of diminishing. I see it actually really thriving because it is an it's an amazing outlet. Dancing is such a fun thing to do. You feel good. You loosen up your body. Like it just releases tension and stress and all of those things. So to hold on to it and find a different way to to do it is so amazing that it's a different creative space space. for it. Yes. Yes, but I I think the point is that although everyone loves dance and wants to get back to it, that you might find that, yes, your, your favorite instructor that had a lot of workshops may only have online workshops now. Yes. Or they may do less socials but more private lessons or only private lessons Mm -hmm. and the those social hosts may not be doing those events anymore because there might be a lot more restrictions. We really don't know whether it's like the venue has more restrictions up, um, you know, still headcount type of guidelines. We don't really know moving forward. But my point is, back to normal is going to be different for everyone. A lot of that, too, is just mental health aspects. This year affected everyone so differently. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know, um, for me personally, I went through a really kind of darker space because work-wise it affected me, Mm. right? I had to switch jobs. I had to move. There was so many different moving parts that all kind of came down to because of, you know, this virus that's going around that's affecting so many people and also being aware that I have two young children, Mm -hmm. right? I had to really figure out what that meant and what my priorities were. And that was a hard one because I didn't have – any escape at that time to be able to to figure that out and get my little glimpse of like sunshine that was just me time yeah especially when looking forward 
there, there was, was no, no end. Yeah. Right? There was no light. Everyone, you just saw darkness, right? Until a year later when things start. Which is where we're at hey. now. <laughs> where they're starting to become light at the end of That's the tunnel, right. slow and steady. But yes, and so with that, even the expectations of back to normal beyond your instructors is going to be how that affects people. You know, throughout the year, single people really struggled with trying to date. Yeah. Or you became single because quarantine with someone you don't really like that much is a little <laughs> bit difficult. Or the other way around, you really, uh, any relationship that you were in really solidified um, and you found that you have this companion and maybe you guys are now doing different hobbies together or just are a little more mindful of things that you're doing together. So you have a single person that's, let's say, going back into the dance scene to go dancing and they may, may be doing it as finally a way to socialize again. Right. Right. They're like, oh, yes, like other people. I can, you know, fill that void of affection, really, mm -hmm. um, and connecting. Where other people, let's say you're a mom of six or a dad of six, right? And that's your me time. That's your time to go alone. Maybe you don't go with your partner. But that also means like maybe you don't want people constantly like in your face hanging on you because you've just spent a year of people being in high demand for your yeah. attention and everything that you need. Um, and it's so the point is, and not that it's never not been that, but it's going to be a little bit different. And so being mindful of still people's boundaries and whether they want to be closer or they still want to be further away. And that might mean physically or just emotionally. I think a lot of people have emotionally grown um, with different habits that they have. Yeah. I. It's also interesting, though, because I feel like it opens up a conversation with people now. Right, where before you could yeah. just assume someone's boundaries because you saw them dancing with somebody else time, or, yep. or doing whatever. But now there does have to be a conversation of, and it, if you see someone with a mask, right, wearing a mask, that's part of the conversation. Yeah. Right? You can visibly see that they're not comfortable being 100% open. Yeah, and that may continue even throughout after people, everyone is vaccinated. Yeah. You know, there's been a good portion of people vaccinated, you know, especially if you work in healthcare, you know this. Um, so you may be a lot more comfortable. You've been vaccinated. You don't feel like being around somebody masked or unmasked is a big deal. Um, but people that have not been are still going to be very, very cautious and very, very mindful. And even if you say, well, I've been vaccinated, it doesn't, give people a lot of comfort unless they too have been. Right. So it's a difficult one. It is. It is. But it still opens the conversation. Right. And and allowing, I feel more acceptance of people being a little bit more weary of sanitation and hygiene and being safe and creating like those personal boundaries. It allows that to be said. I bloody hope so. Because let me tell you all. <laughs> And this is what I've really realized this past year. I mean, if you want to know, like, Lauren, what has your epiphany been of the past year? This is it. That all y'all <laughs> did not wash your hands enough. And I've been just 
licking the germ pool somehow. Because for the past year, I have not been sick once. Not a sniffle, not a little cold, not a little sore throat, not a thing. So I went from, of course, I was, you know, yeah. always hosting things and teaching, and I would wash my hands constantly. So I made sure I had good hygiene for other people. And I was sick all of the time. All the time. All of the time. To the point where, like, even my DJ would be like, Lauren's sick all the time. Yeah, he's like, is she okay? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she's good. Right? Always. To not being sick, not one time, for over a year. And I know that you're all thinking, Lauren, okay, we get it. Move on. I can't move on because <laughs> it means I've been licking your pee. For three years. <laughs> <laughs> for, like, seven <laughs> years. For nine years, I've been, y'all need to just, mm. so moving forward, I'm hoping that this whole hygiene thing really continues and people are like, cool, COVID's done. I'm just going to do like a little three second water rinse, even though I peed on my hands. I'm pretty sure that there's another <laughs> podcast of ours scrolling down specifically on yeah, this so topic. If you haven't checked out having good hygiene well before COVID even came into existence. We were ahead of the game. We had to go, we go got check it. that one out again. <laughs> go check that one out again. So, yeah, even after everyone's good, you're going to see me still with, like, gloves and a mask being like, listen, y'all, I just, I can't get sick. I'm sick of being sick. Sick of being sick. Anyway, I digress. I know that, that was a total tangent about me and It's about sickness. you. It's your boundary. It is your health boundary. And, and you podcast. are your health. It's my podcast. <laughs> I talk what I want to talk about. <laughs> I'll back you up. Yeah. <laughs> right? I appreciate you all and I love you all. And I don't want sickness to happen to you either. That's so. right. We want to keep each other safe. Anyway, let me, let me wrap this back into a fun story about uh, relationships and mental health and where this year has taken us. So, um, a friend of my husband's was talking about um, telling him that he's going to go on a virtual date, right? So he was excited about it. He hadn't done any virtual dating before. He'd been traveling for work and all that kind of stuff. So he's now back in one spot for a little while. So he thought, okay, let me do a virtual date. So he had messaged the girl just to say like, hey, I'm excited about like our virtual date coming up tomorrow. Um, it's, it's my first one. And she messaged back, like, what do you mean it's your first one? And he's like, well, I've, you know, been traveling you know, during COVID and everything. And she was surprised that he hadn't done any other virtual dates, even during COVID, and then was like, well, I don't want to do the virtual date anymore. And <laughs> he was like, why? And she's like, because if it hasn't changed who you are in the past year, like if you haven't evolved and try to do more virtual dating, then I'm not going to be interested in somebody that still has the same habits and the same mindset of last year. Now I know what you're thinking. What? <laughs> right. Kind of ask backwards, but that is such a perfect example of Somebody saying, okay, the new way of dating is virtual dating. This is now the typical norm. Mm -hmm. And someone else saying, 
okay, like, let me give that a try because that's not where my comfort level is. And then just totally being on opposite ends, coming, looking at it. Yeah. So long story short, the date didn't happen. She canceled it because she doesn't want to be with somebody that has the same mindset that they had. It didn't affect them. Right. And for him, right. And for him, it's this feeling of like, yeah, it's something new. I would rather do a face to face. Yeah. Where is somebody's comfort level? Right. So like that's, everybody is very, very different. So who knows what back to normal is going to be? So many different things. It, it, yes. I know for me, even dating has been in like the rough patches of life because yeah, you're like, oh, well you don't, you can't really bond if you're not, if you don't meet face to face. And then you're like, but this is a stranger and I don't know where they've been. But you think about that now. You wouldn't have thought about it a year ago. You're like, oh, I'll just meet up with this person. Yeah. And it's fine. Yep. Who cares where they've been? I think it could be a good thing. So this is my good. light at the end of the tunnel always. <laughs> my, this is the silver lining. And that could be that it makes people get to know each other a little bit more before you then meet face to face. Absolutely. And then, you know, carry on from that. So who knows? Who knows? Would love to know what you guys think and what your experience with especially dating yeah yeah message me let me know fill me in on all the deeds yeah give me some tips and for those of you that have been in a relationship this whole time how's that going yeah you know you I'm sure you have found more hobbies together which then kind of pushes us into hobbies that we've been doing this past year so not us but just people in general so I know a lot of a lot of you have taken up, um, like, painting, and a lot of you have taken up building things, and a lot of you have just taken up uh, more of kind of like a fitness approach to stuff, which I think is awesome. And we encourage you to keep those hobbies going, whether you start doing it because you're with your significant other all the time and you're like, all right, now we have to figure out something together or whether you are a singleton and you're like, I am bored as hell and I need a hobby because I can't go out, socialize and dance. Even as everything opens back up and you're able to get back into the older hobbies that you had, the dancing and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff, still keep your other creative outlets alive. I think that you will be so much more, rounded of a person and you can involve others in your things like how interesting instead of being able to just talk about one thing you kind of become the jack of all trades oh yeah I was just saying the other day like being in a situation where you have to then open up your mind to what is going to work best for you to be able to keep your sanity that is truly going to be the most authentic you and what brings you happiness Mm -hmm. right because you've tried different things, right? And there's no outside source to help you along with that process. Mm-hmm. It's just you had to dig so deep to be able to find that. Yep. And that's you. And that's really, really <laughs> exciting to know you. Yeah. And don't lose it because it's so easy to, right? It's so easy to, it's easier mm-hmm. to have someone fulfill you than you fulfill yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, to just just hold on to it, man. Hold on to it. Yeah, I think that you'll have – it's going to be so fun getting back together with all of you and not going through the whole, like, 
How's oh, work? how are things? <laughs> and, you know, but kind of in a positive way, like, all right, so what other things spark your passion? Yeah. So with that, we absolutely look forward to seeing you guys. And even if it's not very soon, I'm sure that, you know, things will still evolve. You know, I know for us, we're still not starting our socials and all that just yet. Um, but it'll trickle back in. But it will trickle back in. And remember that normal can sometimes be boring. So allow yourself to evolve. Allow your events to evolve. Allow your hobbies to evolve. We love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.